Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're going international today, and I'm really, really excited about it. A wonderful story we get to share with you. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Exciting news for Lutherans, for confessional Lutherans around the world. As we get to make a connection around the world today, today we're heading to the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland. Bishop Risto Soramius is joining us today. Bishop, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Also joining us, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. President Harrison, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. and Blessed Advent. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Bishop Saramius, uh, share with us uh, uh, more about the Lutheran Church in Finnish culture. How would you say the, the Lutheran Church is regarded in Finnish culture? Well, the uh, Lutheran Church is, uh, has been a major factor in our nation since the Reformation. The, our reformer uh, was a student of Luther, so we have... Uh, had Lutherans or a Lutheran church here 500 years. And uh, it has had a sort of a monopoly uh, <clears throat> um, status in the sense that uh, almost all Finns have belonged to the Lutheran church. Uh, it was, of course, a state church uh, a long time, but about 100 years ago, the law changed it. It is not a state church anymore, but uh, it's still a majority church. But um, I would say the uh, Lutheran consciousness or identity is very low now in, in our days. It's not like in America where people belong to a church and they go to the church services. Also in Finland, people don't go to church. Uh, on Sunday mornings, maybe... One percent of the members of the church are in in worship ser- service. Today it used to be uh, different before, mm-hmm. and of course uh, the, the big Lutheran church is, is has become very liberal. It has a, a different uh, traditions, traits of traditions. Uh, from liberalism to pietism to uh, anything else, also some confessional traits. Uh, but now the liberals have uh, have really taken over in many ways. And uh, um, many Christians, many Lutherans find it simply impossible to uh, partake in the services. And this is... Uh, this has caused, of course, uh, a lot of trouble <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in our country. Tell us uh, about the the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland, where that where that fits into the Lutheran landscape there. Yes, uh, we uh, started within the uh, national church, in the sense one one of our bishops uh, he, he was confessional and he uh, ordained. Uh, our one of our pastors and gave 
him the uh, task to start uh, confessional services in Helsinki, which which uh, he did, this young pastor. And uh, <clears throat> out of this one congregation then grew many others. And uh, along the way, of course, we, we, we uh, which was to be seen, of course, we uh, caused so much problems <laughs> for the National Church that they, uh, you know, we, um, I was, um, defrocked and many other pastors were defrocked. <laughs> hmm. And so really our diocese uh, then became uh, independent of the national church, completely independent. Now we are really a new church body and not dependent in any way of the national church. We have the same on the paper, the same confession and same old Lutheran tradition, if you want to put it that way. But uh, but the way we um, see the confession is totally different from the national church. President Harrison, share with us the process of identifying potential partner churches and that process of declaring altar and pulpit fellowship. Uh, as we go about our work internationally, we have uh, mission efforts on uh, virtually all continents, most continents. And we have uh, partners in Europe, for instance. We have the Independent Evangelical Lutheran Church of Germany. We've got a small Norwegian a church partner. Uh, we've got a small partner in Spain. We've got uh, a small Czech church. Uh, we have the majority church in Latvia, which is the most significantly uh, largest confessionally minded church in Europe and which is in fellowship with the Missouri Synod now for a decade or more. And of course, uh, those who are confessional Lutherans worldwide and in Europe, they know each other and are well aware of developments. Uh, we've been watching developments in Scandinavia and Finland for decades and uh, there's such, there was such a strong, strong uh, sort of, I think, uh, pull to not be separatistic or sectarian, such a strong desire not to give up on the established churches in those areas, which on paper are Lutheran. But uh, as these churches have become more and more divorced from the Bible, um, very strongly advocating uh, sec positions on sex and sexuality, which are diametrically opposed to the Bible, long-time uh, ordaining women. In many cases, these men would have at least one or two bishops in the country in Norway or Sweden or elsewhere where they could actually function as Orthodox pastors without uh, government or church harassment. And those times have uh, slowly gone away so that there are virtually no uh, Orthodox bishops remaining in these churches. And then now uh, our dear Finns, who wish to be Orthodox, probably had one of the largest worshiping communities in the country in Helsinki. And uh, they were, because of their refusal to compromise on what the Bible teaches, uh, they were 
thrown out of the building they're worshiping in and their pastors have uh, been defrocked. And this uh, was a terrible event, but it also opened a door for a new church body to start. Um, they reached out to us and we in contact with them. And then we have a process where we take some time to get to know each other. We already, in most cases, we've already spent a lot of time together. And uh, we formally, uh, I working with the Commission on Theology and Church Relations, uh, request a, a formal time conversations to get to know each other, to uh, examine each other's confession, and uh, and then uh, move forward, in this case, with an agreement between myself and the Commission on Theology to grant uh, the hand of fellowship. And uh, this, this, I believe, was uh, reciprocated recently in, in Finland. And so... Uh, that constitutes a church fellowship. We are in agreement in doctrine and practice. And in this case, uh, we will bring this to be ratified to the upcoming convention of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Bishop Sormius, uh, what does this declaration of fellowship mean for the uh, Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland? Most of all, it's, it's a great encouragement uh, that we have been recognized also as a, a, a church body and taken seriously. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, um, but even more, um, the spiritual and, and theological bonds that we have. Um, some of our people have studied in, in, uh, in the seminaries in in America and uh, in the Synod, and we have many ties here and. Uh, this uh, shows that uh, we're not alone. Like uh, President Harrison mentioned, there are a lot of uh, small, some of them bigger than we, some uh, smaller than we are, uh, small Lutheran confessional churches, and we, we have gotten to know each other. And this has been facilitated by, by the uh, Missouri Synod, actually, through the uh, International Lutheran Council. This has been very important for us that we see we're not alone in Europe and not alone in, in, in the world. President Harrison, what does this declaration of fellowship mean for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and our, our partners in the International Lutheran Council? Well, it's very, it's, it's humbling first off when you know the story of what these confessional Lutherans have suffered in their own country simply for confessing the truth of Christ, uh, it's humbling for us that they would find it worthwhile to, to desire to be in fellowship with the Missouri Synod with all of our weaknesses and, and strengths. Um, it's remarkable. Uh, these people were forced out of their beautiful church buildings, state-sponsored, funded church buildings, and they had to find places to worship. They made a deal with the Seventh-day Adventists who don't use their buildings on Sunday, and uh, uh, they concentrate their efforts on calling a pastor and instead of building buildings, and they gather together 75 or 100 people, and when that's done, they 
call another pastor 30 miles down the road and they build up another congregation. And when that's built up, then they call another one and plant another uh, congregation. And they've done this 35 or 40 times. It's incredible uh, in the face of a incredibly secularist nation uh, with church attendance of 1% of all those who belong to the church. It's incredible. And it's an incredible encouragement for us as we see the same secular trends descending on America. And it's encouraging for all of our many partners. There are about 40 church churches with which we are in uh, fellowship around the world in the ILC. And there are a number of other uh, churches, some, some of them very large, who are in uh, closer and closer to us all the time, like the church, the Malagasy church, which is about three and a half million or other large uh, dioceses or churches in Africa. So we are all encouraged by each other in these gray and latter days. Most certainly it's, it is encouraging to, uh, to see this, this declaration of fellowship and uh, looking forward to learning more about our brothers and sisters in Finland. It has been a pleasure to, to speak with you both. Bishop Soramius, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. President Harrison, thank you for being our guest on The Coffee Hour today. What a pleasure. Always good to be with you. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.